Will Levis to the Houston Texans. That buzz is getting hotter. Does that make sense at all? Cody and I both think not. We'll talk about that. Also, in comparison with Hidden Hooker coming to Houston as well. Tyree Wilson at defensive end, Texas Tech. Will he be a Texan? All of that and more on today's Locked on Texan podcast. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what what it'll be about. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by Texans and Houston Rockets, credential media member, along with being one of the best writers for Sports Illustrated, covering the Houston Texans. Oh, thanks, man. Cody Davis. And make sure you guys are subscribed to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube and, of course, all of the major podcasting platforms. We're right there in your phone, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify as well. For today's episode, Cody, what the Texans going to do at number two? Speaking of number two, they made just number two on everybody's mock drafts because we're hearing some things, ladies and gentlemen, and that is... Will Levis to Houston is actually heating up. Now, guys, I can't wait for you to hear what Cody has to say. But the question of the day, and if you're watching on YouTube, Will Levis to Houston, does that make any sense? John, I'm going to try to put this as nice as possible and no disrespect to this young man. But every time I hear the words Will Levis and the Houston Texans in the same sentence, it gets on my goddamn nerves because it doesn't make no kind of sense. No disrespect to Will Levis. And if you are a Will Levis fan out there, I would love to have a moment for you to DM me, put it in the comments on what you see out of this young man, because I know I am the reporter. I am the analyst. I'm the one inside NRG stadium, talking to prospects, talking to players, talking to coaches, position coaches, and all of that. But the one thing about me, I am willing to listen to, 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 to fans, the, the listeners, readers, and everybody for, for them to let me know what they see. I don't see it out of this young man. To me, John, this guy is overrated. And the one thing that, gets on my nerves even most is the fact that ever since January 9th, the day after the 2022 campaign ended, us here on this show, other writers, reporters, fans, podcasters, everybody have talked about ways how the Houston Texans can improve their quarterback room. And here are the names that they played around with, including us, Bryce Young, CJ, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker. Those are four names that the Houston Texans could definitely go out and draft. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, two guys that the Houston Texans could have traded for. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
a guy that the Houston Texans could have signed. And for the sake of this argument, I'm even going to throw, running it back with Davis Mills. That is eight quarterbacks that I just named ever since January 9th that everybody have talked about on how the Houston Texans can revamp and improve their quarterback room. And you telling me the first round of the 2023 NFL draft, the Houston Texans are going to select Will Levis. That makes no sense to me, John, listeners and viewers. Once again, I think Will is the most overrated, not even just quarterback, but prospect in this draft. Once again, no disrespect to the young man. That's just how I feel. But when, when I break it down, I just don't see it. John, this guy has the worst stats out of all of his contemporaries. Once again, if you ask me, I think Hendon Hooker would be, his draft status, his draft stock would be a lot higher than Will Levis if he came into the league healthy. And not only that, John, listeners and viewers, I know Davis Mills had a lot of problems throughout the 2022 campaign, but the one issue that he had that really got on everybody's nerves was his inability to take care of the football. He ended his sophomore campaign tying Dak Prescott for the most interceptions in the league with 15. So without a shadow of the doubt, you would think the Houston Texans would want to go after a quarterback who knew how to take care of the football, right? I think we all agree. And when you take a look at these eight names, I would say at least six of the eight names that I just listed know how to take care of the football. Do you know that Will Levis in his last two seasons in college threw for a total of 23 interceptions? Once again, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to mention, mention it again. I think this is poker face. I think the Houston Texans are just putting on the show. I still believe that, matter of fact, I refuse to believe that out of all eight of these players that the Houston Texans could improve at that position group, that they're going to say the best case scenario for us is to draft Will Levis. Funny thing about the Will Levis to Houston discussion, right now the odds of Will (laughs) Levis being the second pick I refuse to believe it. Plus 180. The odds of C.J. Stroud being the Texans' second pick, 500. So Vegas is always around, guys. Like, you know, <laughs> this, this this is not me being a conspiracy theorist. Vegas normally gets whiff and word of some things. And if you think, like, we may have sources – Vegas got sources in the thought of Will Levis, who I am being told there's a lot of buzz behind the scenes. Poker face. Right? <laughs> I, I, I I would be a loss for words. And here's the thing. Cody kind of took everything right out of my mouth, man. I want to use why not drafting Will Levis if the route is to go quarterback. And if the route is to go another option, listen, if you're not going to go CJ Stroud, then ideally, I think Houston, it'll be smart for Houston to maybe look at trading the number two overall pick unless they really love Will Anderson. I was actually watching the Tennessee game and Bama game earlier today. Can't wait to go back and finish that game. He struggled against the run during that first quarter and a half. I got to go back and finishing it. 
finish it. But Will Levis cannot be your guy. If it's Will Anderson, you pick him at two, and then I look at maybe you use 12 to trade back and go get Hendon Hooker or 33 to trade up. I'm not sure. But the thought of Will Levis being a Houston Texan, guys, to me just makes absolutely no sense. And I want to look at Hendon Hooker as a guy that Cody just gave you the numbers for Will Levis. What was it, 23 interceptions over the course of the past two seasons? Mm -hmm. We look at Hendon Hooker. He's only had 12 interceptions during his entire collegiate career, five in the past two seasons. (laughs) Overall, he's had 58 TDs compared to five interceptions over the past two seasons. Like He is a guy that if you look at the landscape of the quarterbacks, and a lot of people are saying that this isn't a generational draft, I will go on record by saying, and I may have said it already on, on the show before, if Bryce Young was two inches taller, I think he'd be getting the same comparison that Trevor Lawrence was getting. Hmm. That is how good of a quarterback I think Bryce Young is. And if you guys go back and look at Bryce Young, I think like the, the second receiver in terms of yards – with Jameer Gibbs for Alabama, that's a running back. And he found ways to win games for Bama. Like, he's that good, right? But when you look at the landscape of the quarterbacks, it doesn't make sense for Houston to miss out on the second best quarterback and then pass on the higher ceiling quarterback for Will Levis who quite frankly, at times, just looks like a guy at Kentucky, right? We look at what he lost out on this year compared to his junior year and had some guys go to the league. I get it. But Will Levis never did anything on the field, even when he had everybody together. That was just outstanding enough to say, yeah, he should be drafted over C.J. Stroud. This past season, especially with what we were able to see on tape, comparing that to what we were not able to see on tape for Florida games because of lack of, you know, a, a new system in Florida, a, a terrible uh, offensive play calling in Florida, no real weapons. And then there was times where you go to the Tennessee game where Anthony Richardson was, you know, maybe the best or second best player on the field. You haven't had those moments with, with Will Levis. And so, this is a decision, this is buzz that we're hearing and it's behind scenes. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> it's not, it's that would be a horrible business decision. If Will Levis is a Houston Texan, then yeah, two weeks after the draft, Nick Cereal <laughs> should be gone. <laughs> and I'm gonna stand by this. If they go with Will Anderson at two, then I believe. The next best point of emphasis would be trading back up into maybe with Seattle, maybe with Detroit. Those are two teams that has their quarterbacks, and those are two teams that are a couple of pieces away. So you'll give them the 12th overall pick, maybe a first for next year. We'll see how that works out in terms of idealistic, you know, what, what's the best, you know, in terms of action. But you trade back up and you swing for the fences with Anthony Richardson. I don't see anything spectacular that makes me believe Will Levis, a guy that struggled with turnovers. This is a team under Bobby Sloak and, and Shane and Shane Day and, and you know and Bill Lays. 
I don't know how turnovers are going to fit into what they want to do offensively. And it's not like the film is there. Will Levis has played some bad football. It's a big part of the reason why he had to transfer from Penn State. Go off to Canada, I believe, and go get a quarterback coach to work on his mechanics. Doesn't have really good mechanics. All I see is a big arm. But a big arm means nothing if you ain't getting and hitting the target, right? Hmm. Like everybody buying these, you know, different type of guns. That's nice. But what are you going to do when you have to actually hit a target? <laughs> and, and that's what I see out of Will Levis, guys. And I hate to take this opportunity to crap on him. I think that Hinton Hooker is a better option, right? I think that Anthony Richardson is a better option. And I think if Houston drafts Will Levis in the first round, because I don't think Will Levis should be a first-round quarterback, they made a huge mistake. Three, two, one. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You can bet on things like will Aaron Judge hit a home run tonight? Uh, will a pitcher go over the strikeouts? Things like that, all available. FanDuel.com. Don't miss your chance to get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment <clears throat> of Locked On Texans and Ever since Nick Osirio told our brother, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 16, that they are open to listening to trade calls for the number two overall pick. Of course, everybody is like, oh, my God, what does that mean? Will the Houston Texans trade out a number two, especially considering that this is an organization who is kind of going to defer from drafting CJ? And, John, you and I played around with the idea of whether or not it makes sense for the Texans to trade out at number two because it seems like if they don't go CJ, they're going to go Will Anderson. And, of course, if they trade out at number two and <laughs> and get any pick back, I think they're going to miss out on Will Anderson because the Arizona Cardinals are the one team that's ahead of the Texans as of right now who are dying to get Anderson for themselves. However, with that being said, there is another – um, foundational defensive lineman that is entering this draft. And his name is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. This is a guy who in two seasons at Texas Tech has recorded a combined 14 sacks. And I love this, this number the most. Has also recorded a combined 27 and a half tackles for loss. He ranks as one of the highest defensive linemen at stopping the run. And it seems like D'Amico Ryans is going to put a very important emphasis on improving the Houston Texans defensive front. In the first segment, we talked about Will Levis' draft stock rising. However, Wilson's draft stock has definitely risen over the last couple of weeks. John, would you be okay if the Houston Texans trade out of number two and get an opportunity with their first overall pick, draft Wilson? I can't say I, I'd be okay with that, honestly, guys. And, and, and Cody, I'll tell you why. First of all, the need for this team is quarterback. 
<laughs> a nickel back, not a dime back, not a dime back. And it sounds like with all of these rumors, maybe somebody been puffing on dime backs. But the need is quarterback. And if you don't go quarterback, then you go BPA, best player available. Based off what we've seen on film, is Tyree Wilson better than Will Anderson? Like, Will Anderson is a guy that has produced for multiple seasons at the highest level for collegiate football. Tyree Wilson is a good player for Texas Tech. 14 sacks, or was it? How many tackles for loss? Nearly 30 in the past? 27, nearly 30, 27 and a half. Um, He's played some damn good football. But the the best player out of the two is Will Anderson. (laughs) So why not? Like, this one I'm going to be short on, guys, because I, I the Texans right now are in a weird place. There's a lot of things coming out. Um, I'll share this. Be on the lookout for Van Ness, the linebacker, and Houston. You know, desperately needs to, definitely, excuse me, need to address the linebacker position, and that name is being brought up in the organization as of right now, from what I'm being told. But Tyree Wilson, I think he's a day one starter. I think he's a hell of a good, you know, football player. But again, if you're gonna swing, swing for the fences. And in this case, if I look at Will Anderson. Tyree Wilson, I'm going with Will Anderson because he's a guy that, and to your point, Cody, Tyree may have been more effective in the run game. Will Anderson is not bad in the run game. I think this year he took, I think he took some time off this year while he was on the football field because he knew his draft stock and didn't want to get hurt because his junior year, he was unblockable at times. Sometimes this past year he was unblockable. What I'm getting at is, it has to be Anderson if it's not the quarterback that you're searching for. And then we would have to go back to segment one, segment one, and, and say, God, I hope it's not Will Levis. <laughs> Everything that we're hearing from Houston does go back to one thing that Cody brought up, ladies and gentlemen, and that is poker facing. Because everything Houston has gone through, are we supposed to believe that they're not going to draft the best players available? when they have an opportunity to draft the best player available. This isn't pick 33. Hell, this isn't pick 12. This is pick two. <laughs> and if it, if it ain't the best player, the overall best player, then you get the second best player. So we're hearing talks of Will Levis, Tyree Wilson. No, Nobody has those guys graded, ranked as the better players. Yeah, you got to do an eye test. Yeah, you got to see you know what how productive they was. That's why I take Will Levis right out of that. It just doesn't make sense right now. And I, again, Tyree Wilson is a guy that I think can be more effective day one than I think Will Levis can. But you don't stay at two and, and, and draft Tyree Wilson. If you trade back from two and Will Anderson is no longer available, then I think you go best player available. And depending on where the Texans land, do I think Tyree Wilson would be the best player available at that time? I still say no. We haven't done this too much on this show, but there are people who are drawing the comparison between Wilson 
and Anderson, similar to the comparison that we had last year that we talked a lot on this show, and that is the battle between Sauce Gardner and Derrick Sinley Jr. I would even go far back and maybe not to the same magnitude, but uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney and Khalil Mack, I think they were in the same mm. draft class. Two DNs, two freaks of natures, you know, one maybe more natural DM, more of a stand up three four, but same comparison. Yeah, it and is. I'll say Houston got a wrong that go wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, yeah, unfortunately, but they're making that comparison because you got two guys who are basically at the top of at their position group and they are separating them between generational talent and just being just a damn good talent. And I still think it's too early to say that Derek Stingley got the shorter hand of the stick and the New York Jets came away victorious because I think we all can agree that Derek Stingley, especially in my opinion, did put out a solid good rookie season, but he was playing in the wrong system. Everybody know the story. I think with the whole Anderson Wilson approach, I don't like it because Will Anderson is the better player without a shadow of the of a of a doubt. And not only that, if D'Amico Ryan's had an opportunity to choose between Anderson or Wilson, he's definitely going to pick Anderson because the one thing that you know the one thing that you know Anderson is not going to have is to be in the wrong system like Derrick Stanley Jr. was last year. Because you know so good and well that D'Amico Ryan's is going to put together a defensive scheme that's going to be that's going to play up to the best attribute of Anderson and Wilson. And once again, if I'm looking at both of these guys, Anderson is definitely the best player. Welcome back in locked on text and listeners and viewers before we close out today's show. A bunch of conversations that we've been having the last couple of days. Not too much craziness. Uh the only craziness that you know we're getting is it's just you know the Will Levis is crazy. No, it is crazy. How you gonna pass up on CJ? That's crazy within itself. Yeah. I wouldn't pass on Jalen Carter for Will Levis. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, and I still think Jalen Carter is gonna be a good player at the NFL level. Just gotta work out some things in his personal life, and I think that you know he does have an opportunity to do so. But will the Houston Texans repeat? the bad decisions that they've made in the NFL draft in the past 21 years. Now, I don't even want to bring up 2006 because I know that is the one that everybody loves to go back to, including my co-host here, Cody. <laughs> but you got the uh, you got the draft where you drafted, you know, um, you drafted Amobi Okoye over the likes of Darrell Revis, the uh, Khalil Mack Clowney, Draft where you could have had an all pro at two position player, Khalil Mack. You got the and, Kevin and Johnson. Quarterback. And, no and quarterback. quarterback. I mean, which I don't think I'm sorry to cut you off. But I don't think Derek Carr would have been the first overall pick, but I mean you had what two more? They drafted two more times before Derek Carr, if I'm not mistaken. And you still yeah, did Carr was a was a second rounder, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think they had either one more pick. I know they had another pick before Carr. Yeah. Because he talked uh, about it. So I'm just saying. Had the opportunity to draft Marcus Peters, but you went with Kevin Johnson. And Kevin Johnson never played any type of meaningful football for the Houston Texans. Um, I will go as far as recently. You can still look at Ross the Blacklock. Fact, Ross Blacklock <laughs> over Jonathan Taylor. 
Nico Collins over Amon St. Raw. Did I say his name right? Mm. The raw receiver from Detroit. Mm. Uh, he was drafted in the fourth. Houston traded up to the third to go get <laughs> Nico Collins. And, and that's th- those are late round picks. We're mainly discussing what Houston could do in the first round with two and 12. But this is an opportunity, man, for them to just do the right thing. And, and, and fans have PTSD, you can tell, because they're buying into a lot of these narratives. But a lot of these narratives are not the smart thing to do. Now, if CJ is not your guy at quarterback, we have to understand and, and trust that you never want to overdraft on a quarterback. If that's not your guy, that's not your guy. But passing up on Will Anderson for Will Levis, um, Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson. Uh, there's so many better players that I think can come out and be effective for this team day one than Will Levis. And Houston has had a track record, not necessarily in the first round. Houston has hit Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, trading up for Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, Dwayne Brown. Like They've made some great first-round picks. They've made some bad ones. Will history repeat itself? Ladies and gentlemen, I normally take the negative route. I'm going to say no. Houston makes smart decisions in this draft, particularly in the first round. But to me, John, it wouldn't even be a sign of them just screwing up another draft. It would just be this franchise just not making smart decisions in general because I still find it hard to believe that (laughs) we are in this position to begin with. Like, it still doesn't make no type of sense. Like, a lot of the bad decisions that the Houston Texans have made over the course of several years is part of the reason why they're in this position today, i.e. trading D-Hop for nothing. You know, um, a few years back to take it a little bit further, you know, the how you ruined the relationship with Dwayne Brown. Speaking of Dwayne Brown, you know, if you had Dwayne Brown, then you would have given yourself an opportunity to have a, a franchise, you know, a very talented left tackle for years and years and years and years and years down the line to when you finally had an opportunity to get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. You wouldn't have a season of him getting his ass handed to him 62 times in, snack, in sacks. So, like. I just want to see this organization make the smart decision. And the one thing that I kept hoping and banking on about the new regime, Nick Casario coming in three years ago, even though I know I understand that he did not walk into a good situation. And yes, I understand he spent, especially that first year, last year too, trying to clean up all of the mess and everything. The one thing that I was happy about was the fact that I thought for without a shadow of a doubt that this will be a general manager. You finally pair him with the right coach. Hopefully that right coach is, is D'Amico Ryan's that they could finally start making decisions to where you say, you know what, this is an organization that is not scared, and this is an organization who is truly committed to building a successful franchise. If they go this route of taking Will Levis over all of these better prospects, I don't care what the position is, then, yes, history is going to repeat itself, not just in the 2023 draft, but just in general, because we're still going to be a franchise that make dumb decisions. And we look up in the next five years, and we're going to be hitting the reset button on the rebuilding project once again. 
There it is. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Be sure to follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, give us a subscribe. Uh, hit that like, subscribe button on YouTube as well under the name, of course, Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.